Awesome, Joe. I, <laughs> I was wondering where you were going to be going with that, but that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got me. You got me. Thanks so much, Jeff. Okay. Hi, guys, and then hi, everybody. Good hi, to be Kit. here. <laughs> and next up, uh, from Arizona, when he's not busy watching movies starring his favorite actor, Bobby De Niro, he uh, is doing his uh, Paul McCartney solo, uh, usually, podcast. Uh, video cast too. Now you got the not just audio, but you also have the visuals like we're doing here. Uh, and he is one of two hosts on there. And welcome, Tom Hunyadi. Hello, hi Joe, hi Kit, hi Ken. Hello, everybody. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving and a happy record store day. Sure did. I still, still got my Thanksgiving haircut. It's going to last me till Christmas. And finally, as I like to say, as we all like to say, maybe last year, but by no means least. Okay? We're talking about the great one. We're talking about the one who's been in the business for many, many years. I have so many uh, CD singles here that I won from his shows on the radio in the early 90s to uh, help my collection grow. Uh, you know him probably from a syndicated radio program, Every Little Thing. And also, he's one of the co-hosts for Things We Said Today, which is a Beatles podcast. Welcome, the one and only Ken Michaels. Thank you, Joe. Hi, Tom. Hi, Kit. Hi, everybody. The great one is really Jackie Gleason. You should. Be <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> sometimes I might go. resemble. I might resemble him sometimes. <laughs> yeah, well, he's not in the Beatles realm. He's in the, the uh, music for lovers only realm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. 
Very, so. I'm very impressed with that there. Wow. <laughs> right? So, so there we go. And uh, I'm sure that we're going to be getting to our topic eventually, which is, as you probably know, uh, duets, uh, where we're going to talk about uh, solo Beatle duets. But before that, of course, we have news. Ken's always good at filling us all in on what's going on. So, Ken, why don't you do that for us? Okay. First, let me mention that at the end of the news, we're going to be talking about the new releases that came out uh, in the last few weeks. The new McCartney single, which Tom is holding up, and the Beatles singles box set. Bring it out, Tom. <laughs> Tom is it's, it's, a, it's, a heavy, it's a heavy piece of, uh, <laughs> of greatness right there. So, yes, yes. Tom is always ready at a moment's notice. Just let me know. Okay. <laughs> so in Beatle news, Paul McCartney has added more dates for his European leg of his Freshen Up tour for 2020. In addition to four dates in France and two in Italy already announced, Paul will perform one date in the Netherlands, one in Germany, and Paul will be the headliner of the TW Classic in Werchter, Belgium, on June the 21st. And just a few days ago, Paul announced one date in Spain in Barcelona on June the 17th. And so far, including the Glastonbury Festival, that makes 11 concert dates for Paul running from May 23rd through June 27th. Nothing's been listed yet for his 78th birthday on mm. June the 18th. He usually keeps that private. We'll have to wait and see. Also, if he's gonna add more dates, hopefully some dates in the US. Uh, last week on Saturday night, Paul and wife Nancy Chevelle co-hosted a holiday party. It was at the Hudson House in Jersey City, and this event was a gathering for Chevelle's family's Elizabeth, New Jersey-based NEMF, that's New England Motor Freight Company, characterized as a farewell party. NEMF filed for relief under Chapter 11 of the Bankruptcy Code. Uh, there was an impromptu performance of I Saw Her Standing There, with Paul singing on microphone at the party, which has been shared online. I'm sure some of you saw that. Mm -hmm. Paul was just interviewed by the BBC by Chris Evans for his breakfast show. And Paul talked a lot about his new children's book, Hey Grand Dude. You have that ready there, Tom? Um, how <laughs> much do you like <laughs> <laughs> I just built you up and then you would have the book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he talked about how much he likes being a granddad and a bit on working on the musical for It's a Wonderful Life. He says it'll be out in 2020 or 2021. He's written about 20 songs for it now. Wow. And one of them, he says, was rejected. Oh. Mm. Is uh -oh. that possible? <laughs> you know, not for anything. There are some songs that have been turned down that Paul wrote for other people. Oh. We should do a show on that. Yeah, um, absolutely. And um, it was also... Yeah. He says it was a bit unusual for him to write music to already written lyrics. He's not used to that. Paul had dinner with um, Elvis Costello recently. And when he told him he was writing the music for It's a Wonderful Life, Elvis was certainly excited, saying that uh, it's got everything in that story. You can write about so many subjects, like angels, for example. Right. Um, also, the Sunday Times just did a piece on Paul with his daughters, Mary and Stella enjoying a Christmas dinner, no doubt all vegetarian. Uh, let's see what else here. The enemy <laughs> reported today uh, that there will be a presentation of the Beatles Sgt. Pepper album. It will be, they're calling this an, an immersive event 
to give the impression that the Beatles are playing live. It's set to take place in Liverpool. The record will be played in Dol Dolby Atmos with speakers being placed around the fans in a bid to transport them to Abbey Road Studios where the album was recorded. Giles Martin, who did the remix says, without Liverpool, there would be no Sgt. Peppers. Liverpool is where it should be. It's like hmm. sitting in Abbey Road Studio 2 and having the Beatles play for you. This event will happen at Liverpool's Dr. Martin Luther King Building from December 19th through January 9th. Tickets happen to be free for this, but there is a limit of two tickets per booking. For more information, you can visit this website, liverpoolmuseums.org.uk and click on the box that says Sgt. Pepper's Experience, if any of you are going to be in England uh, next month. Yes. Actually, from December 19th through, the, through January 9th. Hmm. All right. Um, Angie McCartney has just released a new book called Your Mother Should Know <laughs> from uh, Liverpool to Los Angeles. It's a collection of stories about her life as Paul's stepmother and his daughter Ruth's life, too. Angie, right now, happens to be 90 years old. Oh, wow. She takes you through her beginnings in Liverpool and World War II, her romance with Paul's father, Jim, Beatlemania, and life after the Beatles in Australia, Germany, Nashville, and Los Angeles. The publisher is called Probabilistic. I said that right. Publishing. <laughs> Call this number if you're interested in picking up this book. It's 281-277-4006. 281-277-4006. A few things to mention here. There'll be a big John Lennon tribute concert happening from the gang at Theater Within. They've been doing this every year since John's passing. It'll be in New York City this Friday night at Symphony Space. And you can see our very own Ken Womack discussing his new book, Solid State, this Sunday at Morristown and Morris Township Library. And that's at 2 p.m. Ken will also be appearing at Harvard University, joining his colleague, um, C-E-V-E-N, I guess that's Seven, Soling, that's his oh, name. Kevin. On it's CEV. Do you still pronounce it Kevin? I think it's still Kevin, but I, I guess you shouldn't quote me on that 100%. But <laughs> okay. I think it's Kevin. <laughs> I've met him, so. Okay, but this will be on December 12th. It's for a discussion entitled, She Loves You, The Beatles as Rock and Roll Proto-Feminists. Mm. Interesting topic. That will be at 7 p.m. Again, that's December the 12th. Okay, I hope they cover "Woman is the Negro of the World" in that uh, discussion. We there. got to ask that guy how he's finding all the time to do all this stuff. Because uh, I know he's he's one busy guy. He's, he's all sleep. over the place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hopefully, uh, he'll be back with us in January. Yeah. That's yep. what we're cheering yep. for. Okay, as we all know, we had a couple of major releases in the last few weeks. One of which is what should we do first, guys? How about? Um, the Beatles singles box set. Yeah, since that um, came out first, yeah. I guess that's what came out the Friday after our last show. So um, yeah, I mean, I got the the pack, the box in, and I I believe it said it weighed like you know, just under seven pounds, uh, just to give you kind of an idea. But um, but yeah, it's uh, pretty massive. There's the uh, all the goodies inside, mm -hmm. and. Um, you know, just to give you an idea, and as everybody should know by now, I mean, all the all the covers are from different uh, 
locations around the world. And um, I, I personally like this one, this Lady Madonna. Uh, it's a it's a gatefold, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, cool. You know? huh. Yeah. Yeah, the, the original know? Japanese one of that, I believe, there was um, not a gatefold, but and a paper insert, I think, or something. Okay. Okay. And then, uh, right. And then the special one we all know then too is also, um, the, the last, uh, 45 is freeze a bird and, and, and real love, which, you know, I, I I think they, they all sound, sound very good. And I think these were all brand new, uh, mixes or, or masters for, for this, uh, for this set. And, uh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. What I was hearing, um, and they use yeah. the right ones at times. Like, for example, Love Me Do. Right. I'm glad they use the Ringo version. And, uh, right. Okay. you know, the mono versions, for the most part, on, on, you know, they use. Right. And also, like, Unpleased Please Me is the version that does not have the little error that John sings uh, in there, which is, is pretty cool that they use the right ones. And mm -hmm. I, I personally really like the, the packaging and the, the covers, the way they're not you know, the original paper, they're kind of like sturdy, right. durable cardboard. It's, it's really, right. they're nicely presented. I think. And they are. And then inside they've got a sleeve that comes with it as well. So it's just not, you know, the, the 45 and this, you know, heavy cardboard. So you actually get yeah. some protection on the 45, you know, so they nice. look nice. Yeah. Okay. And, it's, and it's a so, nice book with it too, but for two, that explains yes. uh, all, the, all the songs. Yep, did you happen to? Did you listen to um, "Free as a Bird" and "Real Love"? And are they the original versions? Because when the Beatles One Plus came out, there was a, there was a few differences right. in those recordings. Right. There, that, so, and I haven't done the research on that, so I'm not 100 percent sure. I don't well, want to I say. actually did a. It's, I actually did a video. Uh, I, I did listen to all of them, and mm -hmm. somebody asked me that, and I'll be honest, you know. I know there's there's a different version of it, but I don't I don't know what the difference is, so I can't answer oh. that even though I played it. Well, know. I can tell was you. Was there a different okay. lyric in there from George or something? No. Well, no. it sounded like a different vocal take from George in "Free as a Bird." Okay. Oh. Definitely not exactly the same one. Okay. That was the hit version. Yeah. That's the original one, and gotcha. um, "Real Love" sounded like it had a bit more guitar work thrown in mm. there. There's a few guitar lines that I didn't hear in the original. So, you know, I don't know why they did that hmm. when the Beatles One Plus came out, but right, yeah. You know. One of my favorite covers is uh, the Something Come Together, where on the front you have John, and then when you turn it around, then you have the uh, the the three there on back. So pretty kind of cool, but uh, all all the uh, all the covers are are really cool. Um, I think it's a very enjoyable set. I've I've had a good time listening. I've Started from started from you know freeze a burden and I'm working my way working my way to the beginning so kind of doing it a little bit backwards but uh, but having a good time with it it's, it's it sounds crystal clear when you know you drop the uh, the stylus you don't really get any noise or anything like that so it's it's hmm. pretty clean and um, so yeah I mean there's nothing to um, really gripe about in my opinion so it's a good great job by Apple well, I think overall it's a great job I personally I thought some of the sound was hit and miss but overall mm. I'm, I'm still satisfied i don't regret getting it at all and i listened mm. to it you know chronologically and of course everybody knows how the beatles progressed and and when you listen right. to it that way i mean one song at a time one record at a time as intended mm. spotlighting that particular uh record as an event you know 
it, oh, yeah. it really, you really get that feeling of how much they accomplished and changed in such a short period of time. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. All right. The other major release, as we know, is Paul's new single, which uh, first came out just digitally, and now it's out on vinyl. And that's the song's Home Tonight and the flip side, In a Hurry. We've all heard both those songs. And I'm very pleased to see that online. Oh, I love the, the way that that's designed that's there. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. I almost don't want, I wouldn't yeah. want to put a needle on that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to because I remember when um, the the live uh, vinyls came out and you would ask me, Ken, you know, how it sounds because you, you would thought color vinyl uh, never, you know, didn't sound very well. But I think it's really the picture discs, picture discs that traditionally, you know, have the hiss, you know, and are, and are pretty noisy. So, I mean, I, I they're nice to collect, but I wouldn't play picture discs. So I haven't played. This and I won't play it. Right. I can verify that that one sounds great. All right, tiger. Cool. Uh, I I played it. Um, I look. I, I didn't. I was expecting. Geez, maybe because it's a, uh, you know, not a regular standard black vinyl disc. Maybe mm -hmm. there's going to be uh -huh. some problem. Mm -hmm. But I thought it sounded really terrific myself. So, right. uh, what, what should we talk about the songs? What we think? Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. Okay. What we all think of them. Okay, um, I can I can tell you that I love both those songs, and I'm really, you know, it's a fascinating thing to study the songs that Paul leaves off his albums, and then <laughs> it's it seems like in the last several years, the fans have been talking more and more about how Paul doesn't have a good judgment in what he should put on his albums, and that many many times the B sides of his singles. And the bonus tracks on CD singles are often better than what's on the album. And um, as someone who loves every song except one on Egypt Station, you know, I'm not going to say necessarily that these songs are better. I do wish that they had been put on there. I don't know what I'd necessarily take off. But you hear these songs and you wonder, Jesus, why didn't he put this on the album? <laughs> Home Tonight is so darn catchy. A couple mm -hmm. of listens and it's stuck in your head. Mm -hmm. And In a Hurry is a bit more interesting because there's a lot of different sections in the song. And right. it almost sounds like, you know, it, it's a, more of a pure, raw recording from Paul, kind of like the Chaos and Creation era and the, the bonus songs that he put out at that time. That's the vibe that I got from that. And I love the bass playing on both those songs. Mm -hmm. It really stands out. And it's like, I don't know how he goes through this process of what should be on the album and what shouldn't. Does he talk about it with the producers? You know, I don't know. But um, <laughs> those are two killer tracks. You know, just like Frank Sinatra's Party I loved so much. Mm -hmm. And yeah. even, um, you know, 62nd Street I liked a lot. Right. Uh, those songs. And um, what's the other? A Get Get Started could have easily yeah. have been on the original album. Um, you know, just goes to tell you that the well does not run dry with this man. He always has <laughs> great ideas great melodies, great hooks, and his voice also sounds great on both these songs. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering, especially on Home Tonight, to yeah. me anyway, it sounded like, could it have been recorded earlier? I mean, are these all from the same sessions and time period as uh, the other songs on Egypt Station, only because he sounds to me, uh, I don't know, younger a little bit on uh, Home Tonight. I, I don't know. Well, recorded. Greg Kirsten is still the producer on those two songs, so you'd have right. to think that it was the same yeah, exactly. period. Yeah, yeah. So, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He yeah, sounds absolutely. damn good on it. He sounds good on that. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I think these are some great vocals from Paul. Um, so maybe some of the best from those sessions, um, whether or not they were ready uh, for the for the album or not, or he went back and and finished these songs to uh, to make them ready for this particular release. You know, we'll we'll never know uh, for the time being. But um, but yeah, I mean, like Ken, like you pointed out, the bass playing is phenomenal on on mm. both tracks. Um, Home tonight. I just love how it's just con it just goes constantly. It, it doesn't stop. I mean, the, the the lyrics are pretty much you get like a two second break here and there, but it's just a con continuous flow. And uh, I you know I really dig that. I, I like how it just doesn't stop for like a solo or anything. I like how it just keeps moving once the song gets going. Mm. Um, you know, in a hurry. I, you know, in my ears, it's it's very Beatlesque, um, wow. especially the way it starts with the hopscord, if that's you know what it is. Um, and um, once it get going, I you know to my ears, it's it's almost like a gelling of of the past and the present, and just you know molding the two together. I mean, the 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 verses to me are very Beatlesque, and then the chorus is very new and very you know what he's doing now. And I just really enjoy you know that production of of adding you know mixing these two together. So for me, mm. I think in the long run, this song uh, in a hurry will be you know, the song that people go back to, not that to say that home tonight's a bad song, which it's not, it's great. And it's very catchy, like you said, but I think the, the in a hurry is the song for me that you maybe should have replaced despite repeated warnings or people want peace or something like that. Just mm. for me on each station, but uh, all in all, bravo, you know, and I don't consider these songs leftovers. I, I just hate that word. You know, since okay. Ram, since Ram, Paul has been his own worst enemy when it comes to picking tracks for for to put on the album, I mean, he's left off so many great songs, you know, and you know, on albums in the past that mm. he's either put on B sides or you know, or or he put as you know on singles. Um, so you know, and the and the trend just keeps going, you know. Just and like it off said, the ground, it's a great yeah, example. I was just exactly. about to say off the ground, you know, the, off the... Red Rose Speedway, you know, yeah. And, uh, yeah. as well. You know, so many great songs in the past that were left off albums, but. Um, like you said, Ken, you know, the well is show. never, yeah, yeah. Like the well <laughs> will never run dry for yes. sure. The the thing is, every time pu puts out remasters of mm -hmm. his catalog, um, it invites fans. <laughs> Once they hear all the bonus material that was from those sessions, then they right. start thinking, why didn't these songs make the album? It's, yeah, and, like. Uh, point case in point, uh, you know, it's not on that we got for on the pipes of peace. Um, oh, box set. I mean. It's. I just love that song. No, I think really? that. Was, I, 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 that yeah, I think that would have been. Oh yeah, it's not on. <laughs> you know, no, 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 no. No, I no, no. I, no, think, but, I think it's not on would have been great on like maybe press to play if it was you know if it would have been let, you know held over for that album. But uh, you know, just to hear they something like that, it. you know, him doing it at that time, I just think right. it's, it's marvelous. You know. That's a very weird track, Tom. <laughs> I, not only was I surprised when I heard that song, it's not on, right. but, you know, reading all the books that I do and all the discographies and hearing about unreleased songs from Paul, I never saw that title anywhere. Right. It just oh, came from out of the blue. I never even well, knew that song you, existed. You know where, you know where, but do you have the song Blackbird singing his, his book of poems? Yeah. That's that's the first time you'll see it. That I actually, when we were doing my doing the Pipes of Peace show on Two Legs, I went back and I was scrolling through that uh, Blackbird singing book, and I was reading lyrics, and I'll be like, "Oh my god, 
Huh. This is it's not on. Uh, only only thing is it's called not on uh, in that book. So we had seen that we had seen the lyrics for that song for years and just didn't realize it until you know that that song until it was released on Pipes of Peace. Wow, I'll have to go back and look at my book. Me too. Yeah, very yeah. interesting. Yeah, but it's a very theatrical song. It's it's just so strange. But uh, we had more information yeah. on it. We might be able to include it in today's episode. But there's really not much, you know, really can't, we don't know who that, you know, the person is singing, you know, the female voice in that song. So, mm. yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah, so everybody loves those two songs. That's yes. great. Yeah, yeah, what just... I like about it too is that people have different opinions on which one they like better. I've noticed yeah, true. online. Mm -hmm. Some people yeah. say, oh, I really like, I see some comments here. I home tonight yes. has the edge. But other people yeah. really like in a hurry. I mean, if, if they had a preference, you know, favorite. Mm -hmm. Uh, me, I, I personally like Home Tonight better. In a Hurry, what I like about In a Hurry is it's to me it starts out with like it's, again a song like Eleanor Rigby or uh, Another Day, where right. you're talking really about a woman, you know, and her plight, so that mm. she's got to go through. Just I'm not often wild about the core, the chorus, uh, the part. What does it say? Never too late to celebrate. Late to celebrate. Uh, yeah. yeah. Never too late to celebrate. Never too late to right. celebrate. Mm -hmm. Kind of like. Uh, that part kind of loses a little for me, but I'm sure with a few more listens, not so, because I really yeah, like them both songs. That's mm. a good point, because that, that was it for, for me within a hurry. First time I heard it, it didn't grab me immediately. But then mm. with repeated listens, I still probably I prefer Home Tonight, but uh, still... Uh, in a hurry has its own intriguing kind of qualities, and as you said, Tom, you know, Beatlesque, uh, even with the you know false ending and and that right. kind of stuff. Exactly. So, right. Yeah, right. And, and so it it you know it's it's intriguing, and I guess my my main summary of it is, really, Paul, you left these two songs off and yeah. put on. <laughs> really. <laughs> Uh, I like Brazil. I I like what you said, Tom, about the very beginning of "In a Hurry" with the. Mm. It sounds like a harpsichord. Um, uh, kind of reminds me of the beginning of "Fixing a Hole." Yeah, in a way. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Good point. But um, "Home Tonight" is definitely the more commercial of the two. True. Very true. Um, and I love the build-up in that song, especially towards mm -hmm. the end when he's screaming. He's got screaming yeah. vocals there. Yeah. Um, but "In a Hurry" might be the more interesting. There's more to yeah. chew on. Right, and he got right. yeah, and the horns are in both songs, and I'm glad he's still using the horns, and I hope yeah. he continues, yes. you yes. know, with the horns as well. Yeah. Hmm. So anything I'd like, else? News? I'd like to see credits. I'd like to see credits. Yeah, for the, for exactly. the songs, because yeah. you know, it's it. It could very well be that Paul played all the instruments, and you yeah. don't know. In the super duper quadruple 20th anniversary box set, we'll get all the credits. <laughs> yes. There <laughs> you go. <laughs> Yeah, they, they didn't include them in your suitcase, Tom. No, they did not. No. So I was just wondering, do we have more news to go? or I think that's to... enough. That's it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, okay. I've had enough. You know, oh. that's, uh, uh, get enough. <laughs> all right. Come on, let's all All right, there we go. Wow. Shall we start with our main topic? Yes. Ready? Yeah. Um the thing is we're you know, we're talking here, folks, just let me just 
to, to clear it up about duets really between uh, you know a, a solo Beatle and uh, someone else, not necessarily collaborations in general, which of course we could do any other time on another show, uh, something like that. But um, so I mean, there's there's so many. I know Paul. I think from when I was thinking of a lot of them, Paul has so many. But uh, I think what I'm going to do is, is since I'm moderating this, I'm just going to kind of sit it out here and I'm going to ask around and just see uh, some of of the picks you have not necessarily maybe they're your favorites maybe not your favorites but just interesting ones whatever you you want to do so we'll start out with uh, Kit can you uh, offer up some uh, titles for us okay well I'm going to uh, throw out a uh, Paul duet that maybe isn't the most you know, obvious choice, but I've I've just always ha had great affection for it. Uh, Paul's duet with Steve Miller and used to be bad. Um, mm. I've just thought that was a fun jam, you know, from <laughs> Flaming Pie. Yep, yeah. and uh, and it it just uh, it's like you know sitting in on them just jamming in the studio, you know. And Paul sounds like he's having a great time. Uh, you know, his vocals. I one thing I like when when Paul has done some duets is I I like how he's more apt to experiment with his voice a little more, you know, um, to to uh, expand the range or in this case, you know, to sound a little yeah, a little bluesier. And uh, and I just, you know, I love that Steve Miller challenges him to do that. And of course, there's great guitar solos in the middle. And Steve Miller, um, you know, has has that great uh, blue-eyed soul blues thing uh, going, which is, is always a treat. So I've, I've always just thought this was, I just always have a smile on my face when I listen to it. Because, as I said, I can just picture them <laughs> in the studio. Um, you know, recording this. So, mm. so that's, that's always been just a little, you know, personal favorite of mine. Um, another one, and I, we talked about this on the country show a little bit, but I do love Ringo's duet with Buck Owens. What a treat. And <laughs> I slept on this at first because <laughs> really I, I had no idea this existed until about, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago or so. I mm. uh, came upon it on YouTube and I, I was stunned and, and delighted because, um, you know, for obvious reasons, it's, it's just so, so wonderful to hear them together. Um, Buck Owens, you know, is, is the elder statesman and uh, yeah. in, a, in a way on this, um, Ringo, you know, the, um, country songs really suit Ringo's vocals very well. Um, and, you know, this is no exception. Um, uh, it's, uh, you know, well-produced. I'm not sure. Did, does anyone know who produced it? Um, you know, is it, I don't think it was Mark Hudson. I don't think he was working no, no, with no, no, Ringo no. yet. I could look it up. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> curious because it was well-produced. Um, you know, I, I just thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it um and uh and look at if you haven't heard it i'm sure many of you have but if you haven't look it up on youtube there's a fun video with it too yeah the video really it really is a lot of fun it really is and, and the, it's just, the, the, the album is produced by mark hudson and ringo star well I'll, I'll be darned so really it is produced wow. by mark okay well yeah. kudos to, to mark that's a great i mean really? it really Really, uh, that's as I said. Well, what year is that? Is that the early nineties? Yeah, no, 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 no. I apologize. No, that was that was in the eighties. No, I'm thinking of something else. Never mind. Oh, okay. 
All right. Yeah, this was like eighty nine. I didn't think that could be. I didn't think. I didn't think that. I didn't think that could be Mark Hudson. No, no, no. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I thought they weren't working together at that point. Yeah. No. I can look it up. Well, yeah, and if anyone if anyone knows off the top of their head out there, please uh, please put it in the comments because uh, it's uh, in any case whoever produced it, um, you know, very well done. So that's that's my uh, second choice, and finally, because of course, because of the books I've written, I I need to say this: say say say. <laughs> of course, I have to hmm. mention that. Um, it's uh, and and I do write about this and the other Michael Jackson duets in Michael Jackson FAQ, so cheap plug, cheap plug. But getting back <laughs> to uh, the topic, yeah, um, you know, just I, I I, think this is a cut that has never aged. You know, it, it just, it sounds timeless uh, in its own way. Love how, again, Paul's voice is really uh, challenged on this and that, you know, he, he's definitely exploring more of an R&B side. Um, and uh, and it was really, um, you know, it's just still so it's such a joy to listen to. Their vocals blended so well. Uh, great video too, of course. Um, but it's it's just a, a great blend of R and B and pop. Um, and uh, you know, and there are times where you can't even tell their voices apart. <laughs> you know, when right. I mean that's that's hmm. how close they were uh, with their harmonizing which I love. So, um, and, uh, yeah, and of course, George Martin produced that, um, which, uh, he later said was, you know, great fun to, to work with them both. And so it, uh, I, I just, it's a song that, as I said, it, it hasn't aged one bit and, mm. and just brought out the best in both of them. And, uh, and Tom Green, my buddy says that that track, uh, act naturally was produced yep. by Dory Crutchfield and Jim Shaw. Jim okay. Shaw. Okay. Yeah. I just saw it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, there you go. So thank you, thank, thank you, you, Tom, and thank you, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, very well, very well. Then I like say 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 myself. I I, I like then I like it now. Mm -hmm. um, of the Michael Jackson songs, that's my favorite one that he you know he was involved with with Paul. Uh, <clears throat> okay, how about Ken? Ken, what what's some of your uh, picks? Okay. First of all, I think we should clarify when we say duets, we're talking about two people vocally singing together. Sometimes the listeners get confused that we're just talking about any collaborations. So if, for example, you're thinking Kanye West and Paul, well, <laughs> Paul didn't sing on, on the, on the yeah. Kanye West. <laughs> but I'm just saying as an example. I know what you mean. You know, I know what yeah. you mean. True, true. We had uh, one of our, our listeners wrote in and wanted the Nirvana song with Paul, but they're not sharing vocals with paul right. on it so that wouldn't yeah. that wouldn't uh, count for something like this but um if i'm picking favorites i certainly have to go with not only one of my favorite duets vocally but one of my favorite moments in solo beetle history and that's <laughs> when paul simon uh sang with george harrison on saturday Beautiful. night live and the two of them did here comes the sun and homeward bound together and they sounded so good together they're both mm. great guitarists these are people, you know, when we're talking about the Beatles uh, with John, Paul and George, they are experts when it comes to harmony work. And it proves it proves that when you listen to a lot of these duets, they know how to blend well with the people that they're singing with. And Paul, Paul Simon and George Harrison sounded so good together. Their guitars, they played it just right. They each did one of their own songs. It was wonderful. Those two songs. 
Um, Homeward Bound came out on the Nobody's Child uh, charity release, the album. Here Comes the Sun wasn't released on audio uh yet <laughs> uh but uh they sounded so good together it was a magical moment that entire show with paul simon as the as the host was fantastic and showing the george harrison videos you know it yep. takes me back to probably my favorite all-time episode of saturday night live period you know and um how magical you know one of the things that as much as i enjoy uh looking back at duets it's also kind of painful for me because I love these collaborations that the Beatles have done, but I really wish in almost every case that they would work with these artists more. You know, um, what I would give for Paul Simon and George Harrison to make a whole album together. You know, for example, they sounded so natural together, or or Paul Simon with John Lennon or Paul McCartney, for that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, also, when it comes to Paul, there's so many great duets. But I gotta go with one that only some people really know about, and that's Heal the Pain with George Michael. Um, You talk about two guys that sound great together. Well, I think Paul sounds great with Stevie Wonder and Michael Jackson as well, but um, really powerful vocals and a beautiful song, and they really complement each other. And um, I only found out about that song like a few years after it was released, and I couldn't believe, because I stay on top of this stuff, how some of this information sometimes can get buried although today with social media it's practically impossible but um it came out on a compilation from george michael called 25 and um it was celebrating 25 years in the music business there you go from george michael and um just the two of them sounded great together and they also um performed together at live eight if you remember oh yeah because george michael came on to sing drive my car to harmonize the paul wasn't really a duet george michael also was there for the um the tribute concert to linda mccartney that took place shortly after linda passed away and george michael did a killer long and winding road um george michael's become i always loved his vocals to begin with when he was alive but since his passing i'm just appreciating him so much more as a singer my god yeah. what a vocalist Flawless. you know he he he's sorely missed. Um, all right. Um, also, uh, I want to pick one with Ringo, and I'm probably gonna go with <laughs> "Don't Hang Up," Fuck. which he did. He did with with uh, Chrissy Hine. <laughs> um, yep, we had a nominee nomination for that below. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know, yep. but uh, yep. it's, uh, Chrissy Hines, one of my favorite female singers. She's one of the coolest yes. rock stars, and they blended very well together on that. Ringo has actually done a lot more duets than people are aware of. Some of them are not on his albums, though, but um, that one really worked. So, uh, yeah, definitely check out these duets if you haven't heard them. Don't Hang Up yeah. from Choose Love. Well, I noticed you didn't, you didn't pick uh, Who's Your Daddy? Uh, with Joss Stone and Ringo. Infamous, although I, 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 I kind of have fun with it, I tell you. Tongue-in-cheek, of course. Right. It's an okay song. And most of the time, Joss Stone, does, she does most of the singing in that. With, Paul, yeah, with uh, Ringo yeah. just doing the, the chorus, we, just saying, who's your daddy? Who's your he daddy? does some singing in there, but Joss really dominates that song. 
So, yeah, uh, but yeah. uh, it's it's creepy. But um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, it's just, it's I just, just wanted to mention about heal the pain. Um, that because I I'm like uh, you can that yeah I didn't know about this song for years. Hmm. And what's interesting is that the original version with just George Michael singing, right. um, yeah. you know, appeared on uh, Listen Without Prejudice, Prejudice. and hmm. and he wrote the song with Paul in mind um, that he wanted to write a Paul McCartney-esque song so of course then when they duetted on it years later it made perfect sense mm-hmm. and wow, uh, right. and wow yeah i i agree it's it's beautiful i mean that is a hidden gem for sure yeah yeah again yeah. i wish those two had done more together that's mm-hmm. for sure you know yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, and uh, Tom, now, uh, how about you? Uh, you have a few picks for us? Uh, I do, and they've all been taken. But anyways, um, <laughs> but, Sorry. actually, no, that's all right. No, no, no worries. No worries. Because um, I can talk about other ones. Because, But I just want to let people know, if you haven't listened to Ken Michael's show, Every Little Thing, I definitely recommend you should, because that's where I learned about a lot of these duets. Uh, and Heal the Pain was one of them. Again, like you guys, I, hmm. I you know, I stopped listening to George Michael, you know, in, in probably in, in the early 90s, probably after, you yeah. know, Listen Without Prejudice. Um, so, yeah, I didn't know about this greatest hits that came out. And and their, their voices together, especially during the choruses, when their voices interwine, you know, when, when one, you know, lyric ends, you know, the, another one is beginning before their, you know, vocals end, you know, and it's really just beautiful harmonizing and their voices were meant to be, you know, sung on a record together. So, absolutely. Um mm. You know, don't give up. I, you know, when or don't hang up. I'm sorry. Doesn't sound like Chrissy Hine to me. I mean, if you listen to her, you know, stuff from the late '70s, early '80s, that did not sound like Chrissy Hine to me at all. But whatever. And I'm glad that uh, that song exists because it's one of my favorites from uh, Choose Love. But um, let's go with. Uh, um, you know, Leon Russell was uh, a big, was becoming a big name in, uh, you know, the late sixties and, you know, starting with Joe Cocker and then into the early seventies. I mean, he was very versatile. He can do just about any style of rock and roll. And he was really a great addition to the uh, concert for Bangladesh, uh, playing piano and, um, you know, guitar or whatever, or bass. I think he was playing bass for one song too. Maybe it was one of the Bob Dylan songs. Um, yeah. but, um, but uh, beware of darkness when uh, you know when George gave him a verse to sing. I thought it was very, very powerful. And that's another person that I think would have been you know would have done a great album with uh, with George is, is Leon Russell. That would have been really cool to see that, those two uh, because I, I think Leon Russell is a very underrated uh, writer. Uh, he's written some great songs um, in the past, and um, that would have been a cool collaboration. Uh, but I'm glad that they had that uh, together. Um, Let's see here. Um, a little known song, too, um, from the probably, arguably, one of the worst movies of all time, uh, Shanghai Surprise. Um, <laughs> you know, not a lot of people know that George Harrison did the soundtrack or a lot of the songs for that movie. And uh, one of those songs was, you know, the same as the title, Shanghai Surprise, which he did with uh, the former Mrs. Uh, Joe Brown, which unfortunately she's deceased now. But um, uh, Vicki Brown is her name. And uh, it's that's a pretty catchy song i mean it's five minutes long it's kind of a little over long but um but she does some pretty good vocals on that i recommend you guys checking that out um you know i've talked about luck of the irish during the guilty pleasures one um i love um when paul and linda um sang together um i am your singer for me i know wildlife gets a bad rap 
but um, I Am Your Singer for me is is a beautiful song. Um, they, you know, Linda's voice, say what you will, you know, about it, but um, I think her voice blends very well with Paul on that song, and uh, they harmonize great together, and um, I think it's a, a worthy song and a, and a, and a worthy duet um, by the two, and I wish they did more duets together, you know? I wish, mm -hmm. you know, and then you can say the same for, you know, uh, you know, I lie around with Denny Lane. I wish they did more duets together. I mean, it's a shame that they didn't do. I know they harmonized a lot, but they didn't really actually do duet style songs that often. Right. You know, and it's too bad that they didn't. So, but those are my three. I'm glad um, you Tom, recognized I Am Your Singer as a duet. Yeah. You know, because yeah. a lot of people <laughs> Absolutely. may yeah. not, may not think that. that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, and, and I've always enjoyed Linda's singing. Uh, you know, I enjoyed the, the album um, White Prairie. I, I actually like a lot. And mm -hmm. I like her on the wing. I think she's a very uh, important part of Wings. I really enjoy her. Absolutely. You know, when, anytime mm -hmm. she, she, she sings on the songs, I've always enjoyed her. So uh, some good picks there. Um, for myself, yeah, I had a lot. Of, naturally, I had a lot of the ones uh, that, that you folks had, but I had a few extras there. I was going to talk a little bit about who's your, who's your daddy, but we kind of covered that already. Uh, it's because it was not a favorite, but just completely outrageous and offbeat. Uh, but <laughs> to stick with Ringo, um, Ringo, you know, Ken was saying, you know, not not everything is is like on an album. Um, I'm thinking about the Ringo TV special, seldom seen these days. 1978 with Carrie Fisher singing <laughs> You're 16 with Ringo uh, as Agnorats. Uh -huh. <laughs> yes. The Agnorats special. special. Uh, you know, I don't think that's on enough. You can't find it anywhere on, on a regular album. I don't think. No, anywhere. I don't think well, so. Um, that's a kind of interesting moment. I'm not a Star Wars guy, but for anybody who is, uh, that's an, an interesting moment on TV. To hear them sing, I think I think they do a good little, little job of it. Um, people were saying, I noticed in the comments, nobody's mentioned uh, whatever gets you through the night yet with Elton John and John. But I mean, that almost goes without saying. And but you know, we could take it a step further, and this is on record. Uh, recently, we just had Thanksgiving, right? November twenty eighth, mm -hmm. the live versions too, when they sing, they sing yeah. together. Uh, I saw a stand. Hey. They're really singing the same thing together. It's not a official different yeah. lines or anything but they're, to, they're together on that. i don't i don't consider those duets but it's you know, not I mean, really official du no. officially a duet because they're not singing different things um <clears throat> but uh then i don't know i mean you guys stole my thunder here all my titles <laughs> i gotta cross <laughs> off uh we were talking about we were talking before the show about Ringo's song of the Why Not album, Walk With You, that Paul sings. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I, I love that. And uh, whether or not that's a... Some of us felt that you know it wasn't really a, a strict duet. Uh, but it's it's a nice moment with the two of them together. I, I think it's beautiful, that song. I know people who don't care for it much. But I know uh, I my girlfriend, she loves it. It's her favorite Ringo song now. Hmm. So it affects some people. I think Very that's touching. a beautiful job. Yeah. You know. um, what else do I have here? Um, again, when John and Yoko uh, sing "Happy Christmas," "War Is Over" together, I think that's probably my favorite of their joint efforts, duets. Uh, we're kind of loosely using that the term. Uh, I enjoy that very much every year, and uh, it's that perfect timing too because 
Christmas music is starting, and mm. you're going to be hearing that a lot. And uh, I certainly, I, I like the version where you you hear John and Yoko before they added the choir. I mean, I love the the, the children's choir on it. Uh huh. But yeah. I enjoy the, the the rare version where you just hear John and Yoko on it, and. Uh, Stuff that we mentioned before. I, I somebody mentioned "Get It" uh, with yeah. Paul Perkins, uh, Paul, right. off the tug of war album. That's nice, you know, an old pro like that together with with Paul, uh, veteran. We look somebody he looked up to, you know. Can you imagine if George had said, had, had sang with Paul Perkins like that? That would have been interesting because he was really George's hero. Right. Well, that's just he, some of he mine. did. He did he in the Paul Perkins. Special. Oh, the special? Special. Yeah. yeah, that's one. Of, is that not one of George's finest moments ever? Yeah, I, well, that's you know, I, on that, he's he not into it, and I'm like a little a little kid with his idol. It's just, it's so great to watch. Uh, it's just a wonderful moment. I think that also inspired him. I think I heard later to come out and record again. I think that also got him more into the music that experience yeah. doing that in '85. Yeah, so. That's just some of my thoughts. Uh, and we, we, anybody else have any that we maybe, you know, yeah, we've got time yeah. and you see people <laughs> also giving right. uh, their thoughts. Maybe we yeah, there's some great comments on what people here. have said too, hmm. you know. Uh, and yeah. we have, before we get to our next fix, I, we have a question. Would we consider, um, the uh, duet, uh, a duet with uh, Joe Walsh on Ringo's, uh, you know, Ringo's new yes. album. That's correct. Yes, with, it is. Yeah, it does is. that count? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Mm -hmm. Got to get up to get down. Absolutely. Get up to get down. That's right. <laughs> when yeah. you've got Brand solo new. moments, solo moments right. from two people, to me, that's a duet. But the thing we were talking about this before the show, there are some gray areas. Like mm. Walk with You, for example, you've got Ringo mm. and Paul singing at the same time, but they're right. bouncing off each other. And yet, yeah. when when Paul sings his part for a while, he's alone and he stands out. Mm. And likewise, um, there was a cover of "So Bad" that was mm. done by a female singer called Lindsay Pagano, and Paul is on it, and they're bouncing off each other. And you can hear Paul clear as day. And there are moments when Paul is alone, mm. but sometimes it's almost like. It's not like you have one singer sing one line and the next singer sing the next line. They're kind of almost simultaneous, but then there are those solo moments. And if you listen to the song, you know what I'm talking about. And that's definitely, it's certainly in my mind, that's a duet. I, yeah. I agree. I I thought Paul's vocals were just beautiful on that. I mean, just really gentle, as you said, complimented hers. And by the way, when Lindsay Pagano, I, I looked this up, when she recorded, she was 15. I just oh. cannot believe. I mean, she sounds older than that. Um, and uh, and it really, it's a, it's a, it's. I mean, I love the song to begin with. I've always that's uh -huh. always been one of my favorite Paul songs. And uh, and to hear it as a duet was, you know, very very nice. And they just, you know, beautiful harmonies. Right. Uh, that's a, definitely a, again another kind of hidden gem. Not mm -hmm. only that, but. What Lindsay sings is the main melody that you're used to hearing Paul sing. What Paul sings is like an alternate melody. Yeah. It's mm. very different. So it makes it even more interesting. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. 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 But um, but stuff like maybe like Deliver Your Children where it's, you know, Paul and Denny simultaneously, you know, pretty much singing, you know, together. Um, 
you know, I just consider those more harmonies than really, you know, a back and forth duet. You know, I know they've got a few things like that. I mean, I think um, uh, uh, No Words is kind of like that, too, where it's just, you know, you can hear Denny clearly, but you also can hear, you know, Paul and Linda in the background, you know, with them. So I really don't consider that like a, you know, duet per se, but, you know, it's just more like a harmony track, you know. But, you know, you mentioned I Lie Around, Mm -hmm. and I Lie Around, the verses is Denny. Right. You know, when the chorus comes in, you hear Paul. Yeah, but I think he everybody. has the last verse. Yeah, but I think he has the last verse in that song. I think there's three verses, and I think the first two are Denny, and then I think Paul has the last verse. Oh yeah, yeah, he does. So yeah. they alternate. So that's still yeah. a duet to mm-hmm. me. Anyway. Absolutely. I, I, yeah, absolutely. I never thought about "Deliver Your Children" because, mm-hmm. again, Denny sings the verses, but when the chorus comes in, they're harmonizing together. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, you get the kind of balance there. Right. Whereas in I Lie Around, you hear more Paul in the chorus. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, so, I see Bruce yeah. has an interesting one there. Yeah. It's Frank Zappa. <laughs> yep. But, well, but, you know, another one, yeah, another one I learned from listening to your show, too, um, uh, Ken, was the uh, – the duet between Paul and Brian Wilson, a friend like you, which um, you yeah. know, I find that you know to be a very, very good song as well. You know, so. that's on one of Brian's albums, "Getting In Over mm-hmm. My Head." And, yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. yeah. And Brian wrote that with Stephen Kalinich, who's an old friend of the Beach Boys. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's a beautiful song. Paul just sings the words, "A friend like you." Nothing right. else really. And Brian carries the rest, but you hear Paul clear as day. Right. And for people who are craving for Paul and Brian Wilson to do anything, at least you have that. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. yeah. Very true. good. Um, Joanne Grubbs mentioning my old friend. Yes. Paul mm-hmm. and Paul Perkins yeah. there. Since we brought up uh, Get It. Beautiful right. song. Beautiful sentiment right. in that song. And yes. uh, for years and years, we heard about that song, and it took forever for Carl to yeah, release it. I remember that. But. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was quite a relief when it finally came out, and uh, really, very nice song. Right. Um, I got a whole list here, but if you want to keep going, Tom. Oh, uh, well, no, one other one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, one last one for me is you know, right one for me. The one he did, you know, the song he does with mm. Willie Nelson as well, or Ringo does with Willie, which I, you know, that'd be cool if you know someone suggested that you know Willie and Ringo do an album together. <laughs> that would, I agree. That'd then, be fun. Yeah. And then I just want, and one last thing too is you know, a song that we. You know, for for whatever reason, I you know I guess the the this animated movie they lost funding for this movie, but there's still a song out there that we don't know the way we haven't heard yet, and that's between uh, Paul and Lady Gaga. Um, yep. There was that um, you know animated movie from a couple years ago that was supposed to feature that duet between those two, but uh, for whatever reason, it wasn't meant to be. So well, we don't know when it's going to come out or if it's going to right, come out. But, right, true. But Paul Paul hasn't been talking about it though. No, no, he hasn't. Concerns right. me. And when it comes yeah. to animated films, those things take a long time. Yeah. And Rupert the Bear, what a, it was a disappointment to me that there never was a full-length feature right. of mm-hmm. Rupert the Bear. But the animated short's wonderful, and yet Paul composed a whole soundtrack for the full-length right. uh, Rupert the Bear. But, yeah. Um, yeah, but these things take years from start to finish. Oh, and yeah. so, uh, yeah. I know Paul said that he's written nine songs for the film called High in the Clouds is the name of it. Right. All in right, fact, right. There was a children's book that yes. Paul put out in 2004, 2005, around then. Yep. So it's based mm-hmm. around that. So Hey, Grand Dude is not his first children's book. No, it's actually right. High in the Clouds. So, mm-hmm. um, 
You guys have any others you want to mention? Yeah, I I just had uh, just a couple. You know, we've been talking about um, when we, uh, Joe, you were talking about, you know, how great it was to hear George, you know, singing with or performing with his hero, Carl Perkins. And and, uh, I kind of feel that way about I, I. I had forgotten about this and, and was so glad I rediscovered it. Um, the duet that Ringo did with Jerry Lee Lewis um, mm-hmm. for that, for a really, you know, really surprisingly good album, uh, Last Man Standing. That was a Jerry, Jerry Lee Lewis from 2006. Uh, and, uh, you know, while his voice, you know, wasn't as quite as energetic and all as it was, I mean, still for his age, sounded pretty good. And, uh, and Ringo duetted with him on, on it. And it was really fun. I mean, it's, it's a fun listen. Um, and of course, I mean, Jerry Lee Lewis influenced the Beatles. He influenced, you know, many, <laughs> many early right. uh, rock artists. So it was, it was a treat to, to hear, you know, them uh, sing together. Uh, and then another one, um, uh, people have been mentioning uh, Ebony and Ivory, of course. Right. That's a that's a classic. Uh, but I'd also like to toss in a song we've talked about on this show before. But uh, the other duet that Paul and Stevie did, "What's That You're Doing?" I love, yeah, yeah, yeah. love yeah. it. Um, again, as I was talking about earlier, Paul stretching his vocals. You know that that he, you know, he never. I never thought I would say Paul sounds funky. But and then he does <laughs> on this track, uh, you know, Stevie really encourages them to stretch out and, and yeah. you know, get a little fucking even the ad libbing they both do at the end. Just wonderful. Um, <laughs> I, I wish that had been released, you know, as a single and, you know, for whatever reason it wasn't. But uh, but it was uh, it's always been one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. Mm, that, that, that was a great track. <laughs> Yeah. There could have been four or five singles from Tug of War as far as that's I'm for concerned, sure. But yeah, uh, yeah. okay. Um, yeah. Any others? Ken, yeah, I know you. I know you got a bundle, so it's going to uh, take up the rest of the show for us because so we, we, we have a, we have some time. So I'm saying, let's, uh, okay. let's go. <laughs> uh, let me see. Well, Ringo actually made a duet with Stevie Nicks mm. called "Lay Down Your Arms." It's a Harry Nilsson song. And uh, there was a compilation that came out called For the Love of Harry. And it's all various artists doing Harry Nilsson music. So it's on there. And they sound pretty good together, actually. Mm-hmm. You should check that out. All the stuff you can probably find on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, Lay Down Your Arms, Ringo with Stevie Nicks. Uh, we did mention Got to Get Up to Get Down with Joe Walsh. I definitely would consider that to be a duet. Um, <laughs> Ringo <laughs> with Leon Redbone. Mm-hmm. The recently departed Leon Redbone. They did a, a duet of My Little Grass Shack. <laughs> and um, that's on Leon's album called Whistling in the Wind, which came out in 1994. Again, you can check this out on YouTube. They sound really good together. It's a good, fun song. I'm sure you, many of you know the song anyway. Um, Honey, Don't. There is a live version uh, of Ringo with Carl Perkins. It's actually a manufactured duet. It's mm. a live recording of Ringo and the All-Stars, and they put Carl Perkins singing a verse in there. And that's on the, the Carl Perkins album, Go Cat Go, which, by the way, is an absolute must album for Beatle fans because it's one of those albums where the star teams up with a lot of other superstars, and all four Beatles are represented on that album, Go Cat Go. It's got 
uh, John's recording of Blue Suede Shoes from Live Peace in Toronto, but they didn't mix Paul Perkins' vocals with that. And they mm -hmm. have my old friend in there, Carl with Paul, with, uh, Paul on that. They have Honey Don't, and they have a great song that Carl did with George Harrison called Distance Makes No Difference with Love, which is not a duet, but it's a gorgeous ballad. And you can certainly hear George harmonizing with uh, with Carl on that, and it's got his great slide guitar work on it. What's um, the name of that? Uh, what's the name of that album? Go Cat Go. Okay. And Carl Perkins is working with everybody on there. Paul Simon's mm -hmm. on it. Willie Nelson's on it. John okay. Fogarty. Um, wow. A lot of great people. Also, uh, one I have to mention. I am so glad that Paul recorded anything <laughs> with the great Tony Bennett. Yeah. Yep. Made a duet of The Very Thought of You, the standard there, which is on one of Tony's duets albums. Just nice to have the two of them together. I wish they'd do more together. It's kind of like I always wish that Paul had worked with Frank Sinatra and did just one song together. <laughs> Sadly, that never happened. But we yeah. do have this one song with Tony Bennett. And they sound really good there. Um, there's a very odd recording <laughs> um, of Paul with Lulu. Yes, singer. Um, we all know Lulu for "To Serve with Love," and um, there was an album that she made in 2002 called "Together," and there's a song called "An Inside Thing," which is a combination of an original song mixed with "Let Him In," and you've got some of Paul's original vocals from "Let It In," "Let Him In," with new vocals that he added to it. And there's mm -hmm. someone else that joins in that does some rap in the song, too. So technically, that's not two people. But in a way, I kind of look at it as a duet. But uh, that's one to check out. You want something very different? Mm -hmm. An inside <laughs> thing. Mm -hmm. That's one that I played on my show. Did you Her ever voice hear me sounds play really that? good on that track, mm -hmm. though. Paul? Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, Lulu. Lulu's, oh, yeah. Uh, the voice is really good on that track. I got I yeah. have to say. Yeah, I think you you played that track the same night where I learned about the uh, George Michael and Paul song, oh, okay. "Feel the Pain." So yeah, you did. Uh, you also did, um, if I remember correctly, uh, "Bring It On Home" with uh, El Jaro and, uh, and George, uh, Benson. George Benson. Yeah, yeah, which really doesn't count because it's three people on it. But, right. Uh, but yeah, your track, but you yes, should, yeah, it's a good album recording. too. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, yeah, it's a good album too. So. And Paul really, you know, belts his mm -hmm. vocals out. Mm -hmm. And when you've you've got uh, you know Al Jarreau was was yeah. a killer singer there. Oh, yeah. George Benson sang really well. Yeah. To have those three together was was wonderful. Mm -hmm. um, we have uh, well, there's the three songs with Michael Jackson. You've got "The Girl Is Mine," which I always thought was great. You know, a lot mm -hmm. of people consider it to be too corny, um, <laughs> but I love the give and take between the two of them. You know. Just raise my hand. <laughs> and I love the fact that Paul's vocals go from a real high note to a very low note later yeah. on. Yes. Uh, yeah. Really cool. Um, oh and say, <laughs> say, 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 killer track. The two of them were just wonderful together. It's kind of hard for me to think of that song without thinking of that video that they made. With, it could be, yeah. you know, along with Pipes of Peace, you know, two of the best videos paul ever made and they looked like they were having a blast paul right. and michael they're just you know very photogenic together on camera and i also love the man that third uh duet with michael jackson another one that some people might say is too sappy but i think it was a 
<laughs> a really. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. Oh no! I love say 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 though. I love it. Okay, okay. Their harmonies on their harmonies on the man were very wonderful, very tight, really wonderful. Yeah. This is the you know. Man. Yep. I'll, I'll tell you one thing. We should do a show called "Should Have Been Singles." Mm. Yeah, and um, oh, I always thought that the man should have been released as a single because coming off a number one song like "Say Say Say," I didn't think so bad. As much as I liked the song, was a wise it, choice. Actually, it was supposed to be a single. I I write about this yeah. In, yeah. Uh, in my yeah. book that mm. uh, the yeah it originally was meant as a single, but then if there Paul's were Paul's drug bust, I think it was, and uh, then they oh, didn't no, want him. Uh, no, that that came after. It was basically mm. it had to do with Michael's record label, as I as mm. I recall, it was something about they wouldn't agree to release another, uh, you know, another cut of his because I think Michael was coming out with another single at the time. And so okay. they didn't want him both at the same time, and so it never happened, which is a shame, you know. But that was really. Oh. Hmm. I think that would have been a big hit. It probably would have went top ten. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, also, Elvis Costello. Oh yeah, you want to? Yep, yep. Um, I think they sounded great together on that song. Although, when I think about that song, it's almost like, sort of like a rewrite. Of the girl is mine in a way just with <laughs> with elvis costello they're bouncing back and forth you know over you know a woman um but they still sound good together i love their work together um i think the collaborations were phenomenal and a lot of people who who are so very critical of paul for writing lightweight stuff and not putting a lot of effort into the lyrics the work with elvis costello lyrically was pretty intense you know um I think those songs are very strong, but mm. they didn't have duets together. You've got the whole disc of demos, right? Which are very cool to listen to. But as far as you know, a real duet, you want or two is it? Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned used to be bad with Steve Miller. That's a, that's a really good one. I do love get it with Carl Perkins. The only other one that I have left is um, Paul did a duet with Eric Clapton. Yes, that's so charming. He did all of me. That's another standard. What about the and something one? Does that count? Yes. Sure. Very absolutely. Good I, was thinking, see, yeah. I was thinking of that earlier on, but I was like, what if it's not a duet? <laughs> I'm thinking, that's, it is that's really, really it is. good. Yeah. yeah, I think so. A concert for George. Yeah. Very good. That's right. But, Didn't even think of that. Yeah. But, um, all of me is really worth checking out because when you really get to hear Paul and Eric Clapton, you know, share lead vocals together and that's mm -hmm. on eric's old sock album yeah. and i think um they made an agreement that since eric clapton helped paul out on kisses on the bottom eric said well you right. gotta be on my next album so <laughs> that's, that's right. why um that's why paul is on all of me mm -hmm. with eric clapton mm -hmm. so all right very good okay. very good well done well done well, oh, I, I think we covered it. I, I want to thank everybody, by the way. I saw a lot of good suggestions here. Absolutely. And, uh, we, you know, we bounced off some of them and everything. Uh, so thanks, everybody, for watching. <laughs> and uh, I thought that maybe we could wrap it up. And for those who don't know already, you could uh, figure out by uh, if you want to find us where you can. Everybody go through. For me personally, just to get me out of the way because it's easy, all you got to do is go to you. <laughs> Go to YouTube and look up Mean Mr. Mayo, and uh, 
you'll find me videos and all kinds of stuff, including a lot of rant videos lately. That's nothing to do with the Beatles or anything like that. But uh, once in a while, a little for a little steam. And I find that a lot of times people can commiserate with certain things. So that's kind of fun. And uh, I'm always uh, showing a lot of stuff that I found, uh, you know, rarities and stuff, memorabilia. And uh, I go through all of the singles that we were talking about uh, in the box set, the new Beatles singles, which I think too bad it wasn't called the Beatles International Collection or something like that. Mm. The Singles yeah. Collection. That's yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. Okay, so uh, uh, Tom, can you tell us? Yeah, where? I'll tell you. Yeah. Um, so Two Legs just posted their la our last episode. Um, it was basically the latest news, and we went in depth and talked about the 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 two songs in a hurry and home tonight had a great time doing that uh future episodes we're going to be talking about a particular uh christmas song that paul did uh back in 79 so we're going to get into uh that a little bit uh, a couple guests uh that we're going to have soon and then maybe i'll show off a little uh bottle that I have behind me, uh, thanks to Kit uh, for a previous video that she did, where uh, she was that, uh, what was it, Blue uh, Blue Village Vinyl. Nope, yeah, Blue and Village Vinyl. Blue Vinyl. Yeah, Westmont, yeah, Illinois. And, right, she was doing a little tour, and then there was this wonderful uh, bubble bath Paul McCartney uh, bottle that uh, <laughs> just happened to be on sale, and I grabbed that uh, in a hurry. <laughs> so, so oh, like, and there's, good a one. there's a commercial for that. I gotta give credit where it's due. My friend, I don't know if you know my friend Anthony, who I affectionately right. call Anthony, yep. my, he's in my videos too. <laughs> yep. he, he told he told me that, about that. And it, it, yeah. it was really a cool old commercial for those, those bubble yeah. bath. Paul and it was Ringo. funny because it was only Paul and Ringo in the commercial. Yeah. So I didn't know if they had a separate Yeah, I don't know if they had a separate one. No, they never no, did. It, it was only they only made Paul really? and Ringo. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, actually, Very interesting. You know Terry Crane, who recently put yeah, out yeah. a book yeah. of all the Beatles yeah. memorabilia? Yeah. He, we did an interview together, and he was talking mm -hmm. about, in that particular case, the company did a study as to who the most popular Beatles were in America. Yeah. And it was right. always, in the very beginning, Ringo. Right. You know, right. And then uh, they discovered from their research that Paul was the second mm -hmm. most popular Beatles. So they only wanted to center on those. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So that was a oh, great yeah. find. And then thank you, Joe, for sending me that, uh, that link. Um, and you can email us at two legs podcast at gmail.com. And uh, yeah. And uh, a lot of fun right. things coming up. So whoever's next, go for keep, it. Keep up the good, keep up the good work there. And thank lastly, you. but not least again, Ken Michaels, <laughs> tell us all about your, your well, uh, kids got to go too, right? Oh, I got to go too. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm sorry. Kid. <laughs> See, I let kid go first. That's what happens. <laughs> See what I mean? It's live. It's live. It's live. Anyway, you want to go before me? You... Yeah, I don't. I understand. think we better sa save uh, Ken for last. Well, yeah, because you already, you know, set him up. So built it up. Yeah, yeah he already it. built it up. So he'll do. We he'll be the grand the finale. Um, <laughs> so. I uh, I have a number of things coming up this week. My annual uh, holiday Beatles gift guide will be up at Something Else Reviews. And we're actually going to be talking about that in the next episode, which will be our final episode of 2019. So we'll be I talking about our 
favorite releases um, of the year. So that uh, keep uh, keep an eye out for uh, at uh, something else reviews. As I said, that'll be going up this week. I'll have another uh, column going up on uh, Culture Sonar about the R&B roots of rock and roll. And um, it just went up yesterday, I think. Um, I was a guest on one of our, our good friends' uh, programs, which is when they was fab. I'm sure uh, many of you uh, listened to them as, as well, uh, Ed and Lonnie. Uh, they had me on to talk about uh, Paul's new singles, uh, as well as, to tie it in with Thanksgiving, what we are most thankful for of, with Paul's, uh, Paul McCartney's career. And we had a lot of uh, really interesting discussion about that. So uh, go check them out uh, over on Podbean. Uh, I'll put up the link on, on my Facebook page and all. And you can also find them on Facebook. Just go to When They Was Fab. Uh, oh, and I should also mention that uh, you can reach us. Uh, we love to hear your, uh, your thoughts and ideas. Uh, we're on Twitter at... Um, Talk More Talk 1, the number one, uh, and of course our Facebook page, our YouTube page, and our email is uh, talkmoresolotalk at gmail.com. So we, we love hearing from you guys. So, uh, so I think that's everything. Hmm, not quite everything. I mean me. Can I answer a couple of questions here from... From sure, our yeah. viewers, okay. Michael Rice wrote in, did Paul do a duet with Fats Domino? No. Although there was a uh, tribute album for Fats called Going Home uh, when, his, when his home was ruined in one of the hurricanes. I forget which one. Uh, and Paul did uh, I Want to Walk You Home, mm -hmm. Fats Domino's song in yeah. there, with uh, Alan Toussaint playing the piano on that. So it wasn't a duet. He never did a duet with Fats Domino. And uh, Susan Gagney, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, wanted to bring up New Moon Over Jamaica, which actually was a trio. It's mm -hmm. Paul and Johnny Cash and Tom T. Hall, another, another uh, country singer. Um, and Joanne Grubbs. I just wanted to bring up uh, the thing about My Old Friend. Does everyone know the whole story that Carl Perkins has said about that song? Mm. Because when he wrote it, he, he, he did it as, a, you know, he wanted to show his appreciation for Paul inviting him to Montserrat to record with him. And so he wrote this song called My Old Friend. And in the lyrics, he's singing, think about me every now and then, my old friend. And when he played that for Paul, he started to cry. Mm. And then Linda went over to him and said to Carl and said, how did you know? And then Carl said, how did I know what? And Linda said, those are the last words that John ever said to Paul. Okay. Oh, so, you know, Carl has told that story a few times, but um, one of the few times that I got to interview Carl, he did tell me that story, and it was the first time I had ever heard it. Very wow. touching right there. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, some things that I have going. Uh, I just did an interview with our very own Ken Womack. And Ken, as you know, has a brand new book out on Abbey Road called Solid State, the story of Abbey Road and the end of the Beatles. And that new interview can be, on, can be found on my website, which is kenmichaelsradio.com. My most recent page of interviews is interviews page four. And so on that page, you've got the interview with Ken. There's also an older one with Ken that I did when his first book on George Martin came out. 
maximum volume. So on that very same page, if you want to hear more of our conversation together all about George Martin's life, it's there on that page as well. And I have my Beatles trivia and games page where you could win one of nine prizes every week, and Solid State is one <laughs> of them. So I've got Ken Womack, also Peter Asher recently I just interviewed, and Mike McCartney as well. They're all on that same page, interviews page four. Uh, let's see what else. This Wednesday night, the live broadcast of my show, Every Little Thing, which I rarely ever talk about, it's, um, it will be on WNHU uh, in uh, West Haven, Connecticut. You can actually stream it at WNHU.org. It's on at 8 p.m. That's Eastern Time. And uh, as some of you might know, I do thematic sets all the time. And um, the second half of the show, right after Beatle News, will be all John Lennon and George Harrison tribute songs because oh. of the anniversaries of both their passings. I don't do that all the time. Sometimes I do Lennon tributes other times of the year. Hey, you can do it anytime hey. you want. It doesn't happen <laughs> to you around December 8th. Right. But anytime uh, we all, all love John. That's right. So um, <laughs> if you want to catch that, it won't just be what you would expect. It might go beyond here today and all those years ago. You're going to hear other artists and tributes for John and for George. And mm. so, again, that's at WNHU.org this Wednesday night at 8 p.m. And uh, I think that's it. That is all. Okay. All right. So uh, I know that sounds familiar. Your favorite George song, one of them, one of your many favorites. Very good. George yeah. There you go. <laughs> it's, okay. It's that's a good my way favorite to end. George okay, love song. Yep. So, yeah. favorite George love song. Let's, yeah. There's a lot of other ca categories besides love songs. So, Ken can have a lot of them. A lot of favorite songs. Yeah. Okay, everybody. So, once again, thanks for watching, everybody. Uh, peace and love and all that kind of stuff. No autographs. But uh, on behalf of Kid O'Toole, Tom Magnotti, Ken Michaels, this is Joe Mayo saying, see you all soon. Thank you so much for watching. And please make sure you also uh, tune in the next show, which will be two weeks, you know, on Facebook, two weeks from uh, this Monday. All right, everybody. Peace. Take care. Bye. Peace and love. Bye.